the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 10.9 earthquakes and towering tsunamis, nuclear winter war and World War III, alien invaders or a zombie apocalypse or apes taking over the planet. Isn't that what we usually hear about when people start to talk or write or depict the end of the world? Lots of hype, lots of hysteria, but not much hope, is there? Because we live, after all, in a hopeless world, it seems. There's pessimism about politics, no matter what side of the aisle you find yourself on. Despair over illness, maybe in our own lives or those of our families and friends. Worries about our family members and our friends and our finances and our daily life and work and employment and all those things that go into daily bread. There's doubts about, if we're honest, whether or not Jesus is even going to return, much less take care of me and my needs today. So the antidote, some would say, simply just will be more optimistic. Turn that frown upside down. You know, don't worry, be happy. It'll get better. Hakuna Matata and so forth. Optimism, whenever that comes up, reminds me a bit of that old joke, or maybe some variation of it you've probably heard. The optimist says, you know, his beer mug is half full. The pessimist says his beer mug is half empty. The realist says the beer mug needs a refill. But the point is, there's a difference, isn't there, between optimism and true hope, at least when it comes to God's word of hope and his word that gives hope. Because optimism and hope aren't exactly the same thing. Optimism or pessimism or anything else for that matter is really just about how you perceive things and look at them. Hope for the Christian, however, is the way things are even if you don't see them. Take ourselves, for example. When we look at ourselves honestly with the mirror of God's law before us, through the lens of his word, we join St. Paul in confessing, Wretched man that I am! Who will deliver me from this body of death? But when God the Father looks at us, he looks at us through Jesus, through the lens of the cross, through his Son. And he no longer sees me, the poor, miserable sinner, but he sees the blood of his Son, Jesus, crucified for me, that reconciles us to him. That's why seeing isn't always believing, and our eyes are not always to be trusted. In fact, I heard one seminary professor say we should just rip out our eyes and put them in our ears if we could. Because hearing is how it works in the kingdom of God. Faith comes by hearing in the word of Christ. That anchor holds. His word is what holds us. And so today on this last Sunday of the church year, Jesus speaks to us and delivers to us that sure and certain hope. Not optimism, but true hope into our hopeless world. Hope that is anchored firmly in his death and resurrection. Hope that we long for and look for in his return. That hope of the resurrection of the dead and the life everlasting. You see, when the scriptures speak of hope and give us hope, it's not in the form of wishful thinking or wistful daydreams that we hope might come true. But it's a sure and certain hope that will come true that's built on God's promises the kind of hope God gave Israel through the prophet Malachi. They shall be mine, says the Lord. 
On the day that I make them my jewels, my precious people, I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. The same kind of hope that God delivers to us through St. Paul's words today in Colossians 1. That God has delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to his kingdom, to his Son, in whom we have redemption by his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The kind of hope we heard Jesus fill that criminal in the cross with that was next to him as he was crucified for the life of the world. One of the criminals who were there blasphemed against Jesus, saying, If you're the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, since you yourself, you are under the same condemnation? We, indeed, justly, because we deserve this. This is the reward of our deeds. But this man, he's done nothing wrong. Then he turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, remember me. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says to him, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, no one in the ancient world would have looked at that scene on Good Friday on the mountain of the skull, Golgotha, the crucifixion, and described it as paradise or as hopeful. Darkness, thick clouds, three men suffering the horror and anguish of crucifixion, Jesus beaten and weary and dying, and yet there is where the thief finds true and lasting hope, in Jesus crucified. Here was a man who did not merit the kingdom of heaven by his life. He, in fact, is utterly hopeless except for Jesus. And yet when Jesus speaks, everything turns around for this thief, this criminal. He is born anew in this living hope that Jesus delivers in his word. Even though all human hope by that time, all optimism had perished by that time too. Hope is what Jesus gave to that dying thief pinned on a Roman cross for his crimes as he cried out to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answers his prayer with a sure and certain answer. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the same is true for us too. When we look around at the world around us, or perhaps when we look at ourselves, we might not find hope, or hope might be hard to find, or fleeting at best. Sometimes it feels like there's nothing to cling to. But along with that faithful criminal on the cross next to Jesus, we confess, too, that we are under that same condemnation. And we indeed justly, for the wages of our sin is death. But there's a very important difference to be noted here. In Jesus, though we deserve the just reward, we do not receive the reward of our deeds. We don't get what we deserve. We don't get what is coming to us. In fact, it's just the opposite. In Jesus crucified, we get what we don't deserve. Jesus takes what we do deserve on himself. He takes the punishment, and then he sets us free. Jesus, who knew no sin, becomes sin for us. Jesus dies our death in our place, and he gives us his life. 
He takes all of our depravity, all of our doubt and despair, disease and death itself, everything that causes us such hopelessness in this world. He bears it all upon himself. And he delivers us by his death and resurrection. Jesus dies because he won't save himself. He will save you. That's the whole point of going to the cross. He saves sinners. He saves us by dying for us. Jesus justifies the ungodly. He saves the unsavable, redeems the seemingly irredeemable. And this promise comes to each of us in baptism, too. Jesus joins you there in those waters as surely as he did that thief on the cross, with all the saving power of his dying and rising that he brings to you in that word and water with the Holy Spirit. And he says to you the same thing he said to that thief on the cross. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. In those words of absolution we hear every Sunday at the beginning of the service, the cross and Jesus' word of forgiveness resounds into our ears, back from the cross to us, but also... A future promise from the last day comes back in time to us. Or it gets slipped out a little bit early for us. You are forgiven all your sin. In the Lord's Supper, as we come and we kneel and we receive our Lord's body and blood, He feeds us and fills us with hope and forgiveness of sins. And our cup there is not half empty, not half full, but spilling, running over, flowing, overflowing the brim with faith and hope and love in Jesus crucified for you. You see, in the changes and chances of this mortal life, our Lord comes and fixes our hearts where true hope and true joy is found. Not in optimism, not in pessimism, not even in realism or any other really isms, but in the cross, in His death and resurrection for you. That is where the criminal's hope, it's where our hope, is found. In the cross of Jesus. So on this last Sunday of the church year, and really every day of our lives, we live in that hope that we prayed earlier in the prayer of the day, the collect of the day, when we said, Lord Jesus, you reign among us by the preaching of your cross. And so in these last days that are so often filled with pain or pessimism, sin or suffering and death, Jesus gives us hope in the midst of all of that. Hope that our Savior rules not in spite of this cross, but through his cross for us. Because Jesus crucified is where our hope is found. Today, whenever the last day happens to come and our Lord returns, and every day until he returns. A blessed last Sunday of the church year to each of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.